0: Ads not read by me, Mary Payne, don't necessarily reflect the views of Pink Shade. If you'd like to listen to ad-free, you're going to go on over to Supercast or Patreon, and you can find the links to Pink Shade Prime at pinkshadepodcast.com. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Pink Shade. It's Mary Payne here. It's Thursday. That means it's Bravo Breakdown. We have to do Bravo Breakdown on Thursday because we have to watch Vanderpump Rules. And I have a very special guest today here. I'm going to get his title right this time. It's president and founder of the Real Housewives Institute. It's uh, Brian Moylan, Brian J. Moylan, as you know, wrote the book, The Real Story Behind the Real Housewives go get it if you haven't already and he's coming to us live from london hey brian hey how's it going hey you're so cute brian i just want Aww. to eat you up when i see you <laughs>
1: <laughs> what can i say try you know we're here to talk about happy things that we love so i'm in a good mood that's even right if, that's right if everybody on the show is a jerk <laughs>
0: All right, Brian. Let me ask you: Are you do you get screeners? Because how how can you see this early in London? Because I think I feel like in London, like you have to have like a VPN or something to see things from the states, right?
1: Uh, well, so I get screeners for the shows I recap. Um, usually, like yes. the day before, but like as the season progresses, I think they're like working on the episodes like closer to when they air. Sometimes it's like yeah. the afternoon of. But um, we have a service okay. here outside, everywhere outside of the U.S. There's a service called Heyu, h-a-y-u. dot yeah. com. Yeah. And so yeah. I watch things on Heyu like the next morning, uh, if it's not something I'm writing about.
0: Yeah. Okay. So if you're writing about Vanderpump, you got to watch it before because you got your article's got to be timely.
1: Oh, I know. But like the last few weeks, I've gotten it like right before it's aired. So I was up to like one in the morning last night, like writing. Um, so mm. Wednesday nights have been late. I've been sleeping in on Thursday mornings. Don't tell anybody.
0: I won't tell anybody. Um, you guys, Brian writes a great column on Vulture about uh, all the Bravo stuff. And so you co- I know you cover Housewives and Vanderpump. What else do you cover?
1: Uh, right now I'm doing the other two uh which is i usually love, do more reality stuff, but I'm switching <laughs> yeah. it up with a comedy um and then um yeah like i'll do like summer house like lots of bravo-y kind of reality stuff um and then occasionally like a scripted show or something else weird but i mean there's so there's usually like two or three shows that we're recapping at a time and Any more than that starts to take up too much of my time.
0: (laughs) Well, that's a lot. Yeah. And I love the other two. Uh, I've been watching that. I was very excited when it came back. You know what I haven't seen and I want to start, but I just like, who has time with all the other crap I have to watch? It's, um, uh, I love that for you with Molly Shannon. Oh yes, I love her. I, I really want to see that. I think they're going into their second season. And when things go into their second season, I start to panic because then I'm like, oh my God, I really missed it. <laughs> <I> missed it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, late. I'm late. Oh my God, I'm behind. Uh, speaking of, I'm like 10 seasons behind on Real Housewives of Miami. Never watched it, downloaded all of it and still haven't had the chance.
1: Really? Just skip one, two, three yes. and start with four and five.
0: Okay. You know what? I was just telling you about my trip in December to Paris and London. That will be my time. That will be my time.
1: It's a good time. I'll have all it's that good airplane. So bring time. that sunshine that, uh, from Miami yeah. to London in December, you're gonna need it.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're uh, we're we're prepared. We're prepared for the weather. So all right, we have to get into it because we have so much to talk about. Quickly, uh, feelings on episode one of Jersey reunion.
1: Um, I love that. And I feel like I don't really wish this for every family, but kind of that, you know, if you're having a feud with a family member, you would have an opportunity to be like, I am going to confront them with everything. And then I'm never talking to them ever again. And I feel like that's what both Melissa and Teresa are doing. And they're like, this is it. This is closure. I'm like putting it all out there. And then I'm done with you forever. And It's sad to me in that, you know, I'm really a family guy, and so, you know, it would be really sad for me to lose a family member, but as a viewer, I'm, like, fascinated by it. So I'm totally here for the Teresa, Melissa... Craziness, though I don't believe a word out of Teresa's mouth. And like, she was like, Oh, you never invited me to dinner. And then Melissa's like, Oh, well, what about this time with this guy? Here's a picture. What about this time with this guy? Here's a picture. Like, Melissa keeps backing everything she says up with examples, and Teresa's just like,
0: nah, No, no.
1: I can't stand her.
0: (laughs) But why why is she like trying to deny that she had Melissa and Joe set her up on some dates? She was a single woman. She wasn't dating Louie. So who cares if she went out on some dates?
1: Because it's going to make Melissa and Joe look good and all Teresa wants is for Melissa and Joe to look bad. And, you know, I just don't get it. Also, I feel like Louie is in her ear kind of like, Telling her like they don't care about you, they never did anything for you, blah, blah, blah. And so she's kind of reevaluating and like telling herself this story, though it's not like really true
0: it's he's he's um, in my opinion, he seems like a cult leader. A hundred percent.
1: That's a very accurate, yes. And I love when Lala on the on the Vanderpump reunion called Tom Sandoval dangerous. And I was like, he's a cheater and a liar, but is he dangerous? I don't know. Whereas with Louis, I'm like, that guy is dangerous. Like, this guy will lie about having cancer to be on a reality show. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> he, yeah, he seems like... Bad, bad news in a way that Tom Sandoval, to me, isn't great news, but not as bad as Louie.
0: I think that's a really great point. I think that, yeah, he's Brooks Ayer's level, I Absolutely. think, or worse. I, I think that it, it's interesting that they the production, it seems to me, have played up this narrative with what we saw starting with ultimate girl strip gone into the season gone up to about the last three episodes of Louie being so great and the love and they have all this love and everything's wonderful, but sort of getting towards the last few episodes, you are starting to see a little bit, of that turn where what you're saying is he's in her ear, he's flat out like, I'm telling you right now, you'll never speak to your brother again. I'm telling you right now, they don't love you. And, yes. you know, and she's been so love-bombed and programmed like a like a cult member that she's like, Oh, you're right. Why haven't I seen it before? And the whole thing that she's and I've seen this, I've now seen this argument happen three four times, where Teresa has said it, you know, Melissa and Joe said they put food on our table while I was in prison they didn't come to my house and bring food it's like she's so dense that she can't get it's a metaphor for we were helping you we we weren't literally coming over every night with dinner on the table what we're saying is we were helping you to continue a stream of income and try you know like and then melissa's like i drove your daughter to college i mean fuck off I, you yeah. know, like, don't no, say exactly. I didn't do anything. Like, yeah. Yeah.
1: When Joe was like, I drove your kid to college. It's like, yeah, that's the things family do for each other. And those are the, and it seems like, you know, Teresa's like, oh, they just want to talk to us when we're on camera. Well, then why is Joe driving your kid to college? Like, and, and never talking it's- about it, never telling anybody until now. Like, I I never really believed her narrative. But yeah, that scene where Louie and Teresa are in bed and Louis like, oh, if, if I was in a pit of snakes, would you help me? Well, your brother's the pit of snakes and I'm going to get you out of there. And it's like, he just made all of this worse. And there was that one, one part this uh, season where Gia was talking in her kind of confessional. And she said, oh, yeah, you know, we were going over their house a lot at the shore. And we were all hanging out and having fun until Louis came around and she's using that to blame melissa and joe for not wanting to be around louie but why does she think oh maybe louie is trying to keep us from the rest of our family for some reason you know right. like he seems to yeah. be the common denominator here
0: yeah and the whole dina thing like yes. uh you know we, we hadn't seen dina in a long time and she's been a you know a Teresa stan and I think it's just not going to end up well. And it's one of those things when you're watching it on TV and we know we're getting, you know, uh, four minutes of 12 hours that they filmed or whatever. But you're thinking like, in those four minutes, I can see it pretty clearly. And, you know, I'm not a genius, but why can't, I don't know. Well, I guess Teresa's not the brightest bulb. But Well, and
1: that's what's crazy to me is that Teresa clearly has a type for these, like, Scammer kind of dudes. Like, look at Joe. Joe judice was just was the same as Louis is. But I think what's dangerous is when Lou when Joe got in a relationship with Teresa, she was nobody from nowhere with nothing. And now here's Louis coming in possibly with an agenda. And Teresa's got a lot of fame and money and reputation to lose. And so it's a real different ball game uh, now that it was in the past.
0: Yeah, totally. And I just, uh, I just had a thought that went in and out of my head. I just, you know, first of all, I'm, I'm confused by Melissa's dress. Is, <laughs> is, is, it, is it a bedazzled hood on the back and why is she going to like pull it up some point, like the dark Lord? Like I didn't quite.
1: <laughs> I kind of like, um, it, it I, seemed kind of like futuristic fashion, like a Janelle Monet kind of, you know, like here's my chic little hood, but also a yeah. nod to like boxing because she's getting in the ring with Teresa. <laughs> so I'm with you. It seemed a little odd, but I think it looked good. She kept
0: messing with it. So it's probably heavy, like hanging yeah. back on her back. And well, then you're you sitting know? on yeah. the couch and you got
1: this like hood on your back. You know, it's not, that's what I never yeah. understand is that women pick these dresses for the reunions and I call them stand-up dresses. Like standing up mm-hmm. in front of a mirror, they look amazing. But a reunion dress needs to be a sit-down dress. Like when you're yes. trying the dresses on, you should have a couch and you should sit on the couch and you should look at how it looks. And yeah, I, I don't think enough of them bothered to do that, which is crazy to me, in that Melissa and Teresa filmed a dozen of these. Like, how is Melissa not figured that out yet?
0: Yeah, because I think Teresa's looks very good from the waist up. And I have to say, um, when Ariana was on Watch What Happens Live, when she came out, you're like, whoa, she's half naked. But then when she sat down, yes, and the way that that piece of fabric draped over the chair perfectly, I was like, oh, well, look at that. When she sits down, it looks inc- it looks perfect. It's exactly. Incredible. A sit-down yeah. dress. Get with it. Yes. House <laughs> and their stylists. That's what Oprah used to say, she had like 20 minute shoes. So shoes that she could stand up in for 20 minutes. So, cause she would, that would be the amount of time she'd be standing on the stage versus when she was sitting. Yeah. So she said that I could stand in her for 20 minutes and the rest of the time I gotta be sitting down. Um, that's how I feel about all high heel shoes. Well, so, okay, so Teresa and Melissa. So I guess we're, pro- I don't know if this big explosion with the Joe and the Louie thing is gonna happen in episode three, are they gonna wait till episode three to bring the men out? Or are they going to do it in episode two? Like, what do you think?
1: Or what do you? I know? don't know. I feel like there's so. Usually, you know, I don't love a husband's at a reunion, and usually they bring it out yeah. in you know the third part, and it's like a little wrap up, whatever. But so much of this is about Joe and Teresa that I feel like even if they don't bring everybody out, they need to bring Joe out earlier. Uh, so mm-hmm. we'll see. Um, yeah, but I've been joking that I feel like Real Housewives of New Jersey is now less about a group of female friends, and more about a group of male friends, and their wives who hate each other. Because <laughs> <that's> like <laughs> what we keep seeing is like all the dudes hanging out. And I think, you know, uh, Joe's probably like, Melissa, can't you get along with Jen? Because Bill and I have a good time. And you know, yeah.
0: Yeah, I that Jen Aiden sitting over there next to Melissa on the couch. It's just sort of like she reminds me of like an old-timey cartoon, right? Or there'd be like a or like an old-timey TV show where there'd be like like a bully going talking and the little tiny uh you know, little pageboy hat little guy behind going, "Yeah, yeah. What he said? Yeah, yeah. Punch him, punch him." You know, she's just like whatever Teresa says. She's like, "Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh." I was like, "Oh my god, shut up." She's like Scrappy Doo. Remember Scrappy Doo? Like that's yes, that's, yeah. that's exactly what I was trying to come up with. Scrappy Doo. Yeah. And then the whole thing about the endorsements, the endorsements, the endorsements. And when and when Jen Aiden in her fake Chanel earrings that her brother <laughs> made said, Well, I mean, what it's not like look, somebody like Andy Cohen wouldn't have endorsements. He was like, hold on just a damn minute. I got all sorts of endorsements by Fresca, uh, by these uh, pajamas. Yes. By the, what are you talking about? Of course I have endorsements. Are you dumb? Like, of course I do. And she was like, "Well, not like that." He was like, "Yeah, exactly like that." I mean, what was yeah, she? Trying, that what was, was she such thinking? A weird,
1: like, thing for Jen to be like, "I'm so rich, I don't need endorsements." It's like, bitch, every one of you is on the show to get endorsements and to make more money. Like, you know, I, I, I was like,
0: "You wish," but nobody wants her to endorse anything because she's so annoying.
1: No, you know? I mean,
0: what sh- I would endorse literally anything. I mean, <laughs> you and I have discussed. I mean, bring it to me. I will talk about it. I yes. will talk about I it. I am, ha-
1: girl, yes. give me endorsements. Yeah, that was weird. It reminded me of when um, Lisa Hochstein got mad that Larsa Pippen said she had a mortgage. Like, I don't have a mortgage. Like, a mortgage is too good for you. Like, of course you have a mortgage. Everybody has a mortgage. That's crazy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my God. A mortgage. Oh, well, we're all blessed if we have a mortgage. Okay. That's what I'm saying. So, yes. you know. Okay. All right. So all right, we got to talk about Vanderpump. Um, I have, ve- I, I have watched Atlanta. I've dipped in and I've dipped out, Yeah. but I haven't been focused on it because I've been focused on these other shows and, uh, I, I gotta, I gotta get focused on it. I know, but maybe nothing big has happened yet, but I just, I I'm waiting for the whole Drew. It.
1: I mean, uh, yeah, it just seems really sedate. And that's what's weird to it me does, right yeah. now. I feel like we're at an inflection point of housewifery and that I Ooh. feel like I'm really intrigued how the New York reboot goes because if yeah, it's same. good, I feel like there are some other cities that haven't been good in a while that might need something like that. And I mean, they are great, cast on the show like atlanta's candy burris kenya moore marlo like they're all great housewives but they can't seem to deliver a good show and i feel the same way about oc like tamra barney's a great housewife heather dubrow shannon Bador, all great housewives but every season for the past so many years has been so boring so yeah i'm gonna see uh what happens
0: yeah Yeah, I agree. Uh, Atlanta, the only thing I'm waiting for is whatever's going to happen between uh, Drew and Ralph. Like I'm waiting for whatever bomb to drop there. I'm just like, did it happen yet? Nope. Okay, well, then I don't need to talk about it further. So that's all, that's all. But I will tell you this week what I noticed. My DVR cut off and then I came up to a different TV to see what the problem was. Still cut off Atlanta. So I didn't even get half the episode. But what I did see was Kenya was packing... To go be in this parade. And she says, Caitlin, to her assistant, Caitlin, come in here. Hurry. <laughs> Did you hear that? Uh, I, 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 didn't, to,
1: I didn't hear that,
0: but that it sounds not, like that was I can't I be had to watch. I know, but I had to watch it twice because, like I said, my DVR cut off. So I came up to a different TV to figure out what the deal was. So I got right to that point. It's like, okay, here's where I left off. And again, Caitlin, come in here. Hurry. Like, she was so mean. And then she's like, Caitlin, listen, da 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 And I need you to share your location with me all times. And this and that. And Caitlin's on the foreground. yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, which is what we do in the South. You know, we say yes, ma'am, to anybody older than us. But, like, I was like, yeah, Caitlin's terrified.
1: Caitlin's yeah, I would not <laughs> want to be Kenya's assistant, but I will say... Um, I was at BravoCon in New York. Were you there? Did I, did I see you?
0: Remember, I ran into yes. you, and that's what—that's when I accosted you. I was like, yes. "You have to come on the podcast." You're like, "You know where to find me, girl."
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm around. Um, yeah, and I did. Well, I saw you there. Well, so I like snuck into like the super VIP room, and they were kind of using mm. it as like a green room for the. Bravo Lebs, like in between yeah. channels and stuff. And so Kenya was in there, and there was a bunch of people in there, and some of them were like, you know, everyone was kind of nice, but some were like, eh, <laughs> yeah, hi. Kenya, like, took a picture with every person. She said hi to everybody. She chatted with everybody. She was crying with somebody. Like, she of all the people I saw was, like, the nicest to all the fans. And so... Yeah, I bet Kenya's a nightmare, but I give her mad props for like, you know, showing up for the people who count, yes. which is us.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, well that's good to know because what whenever those BravoCon tickets go on sale, whatever is the most expensive, highest level is what I'm buying and I don't care because having a gen pop ticket was not it. Oh, was yeah. not
1: it I is. had like the VIP like in the middle. And even that yeah. was, like, not great. But then, because I because I got to moderate a panel, I got a talent And then I went, like, everywhere I wanted. And it was perfect. But I have my hotel oh, room my. saved at Caesars Palace. There's an Me extra too. bed in my room. So I'm accepting applications for roommates. Send photos of yourself <laughs> in your underwear. At Brian J. Moylan. Uh,
0: uh, girls not apply. I apply. mean, you can apply
1: and you know,
0: I <laughs> know, but I mean, you probably won't win. I'm just going to say. <laughs> we have our rooms at Caesars Palace as well. And, um, I know Amy Phillips has her room at Caesars Palace and a couple of other wonderful Ryan Bailey got his room at Caesars Palace. We have a, um, a listener, a bunkie, as we call them, uh, works in VIP at Caesars Palace and sent me a DM and was like, a girl, I'll hook you up. And I was like, can you yes, hook up please. Amy Phillips and Ryan Bailey too? She, and she was like, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like we need like a podcaster's ball or something at BravoCon. Like Ooh. for, okay. You know, I mean, all the people are gonna be there, but I will say this season of Atlanta, it's, it's really crazy. They are, um, Filmed like while everyone went to BravoCon. And so then they're back and they're like, oh my God, at BravoCon, XYZ happened. Oh my God, I had the most fun ever at BravoCon. It's like a yes. commercial for BravoCon. And I was like, this is like a genius in that you're acknowledging that they're part of this, and B, like the best marketing you could possibly hope for. I mean, telling the fans of the show how much fun the ladies think it is. Like, who wouldn't buy a ticket to that?
0: I have a picture with Marlo from uh, the Gansavort where we were hanging out and taking pictures with people. And Sonia is in the background because I think that I was so blinded by Marlo. I was like, Marlo! So I went up and was taking a picture with her and didn't even acknowledge, I think I didn't even acknowledge Sonia because she had just been on one season. I think it didn't even occur to me that she wasn't like Marlo's assistant or like yep. Marla's plus one. I was just like I'd completely ignored her and I regret that. I regret that because she's 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 bringing it a little more this season. So I won't do next Sonia, next year if I see you I won't do that. I'm sorry.
1: I'm yeah. very excited for the Sonia and Lou show.
0: Me too. So in uh Mississippi, you know, we uh, where I'm from, they do a lot of fishing and it's for crappie, but it's spelled crappy. So I'm assuming wherever they are is southern and it's it's crappy lake but of course they're calling it crappy lake but i don't know where it's filmed exactly is it in I the south is it midwest indiana it's midwestern
1: oh, it's either indiana or illinois
0: okay so it's midwest so it's yeah. crappy and so they're going to call it crappy i, can't, I can i andy says it's going to be andy says everything's going to be great but i i can't imagine it wouldn't be fantastic
1: i will watch Sonya morgan do literally anything and so I don't give a shit. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. It might be lousy and I'll just play Candy Crush while I watch it, but I will watch every episode. So, me too. We need to keep the townhouse alive and standing
0: for no, our girls. We, we we needed her to keep paying her realtor so she could try to sell it. I mean, let's be yes, honest. Yes, ma'am. It's next to, it's next to that parking garage. Um <laughs> You guys, if you've ever been to New York and driven past and seen Sonia's townhouse, it is incredibly gorgeous, but it, it does abut on one side a parking garage. So yes. that's not, that's not, but that's not great. As
1: a long time New Yorker, I mean, it's not so bad. It's still pretty it's <laughs> I've lived still in pretty way fabulous. worse apartments than that.
0: Oh, yeah. Listen, you could, you could be an intern and move right into that uh, basement with all those cans of Crisco.
1: <laughs> it was
0: Wesson <laughs> oil. Oh my God, uh, Wesson oil. <laughs> I knew it was an old time, an old lady thing. I was one of the two.
1: Yeah, you can't buy Crisco oh, in England, it's... by the way. Just in case you you need any shortening while you're here. I won't. I okay. won't. I
0: don't fry my own shit. <laughs> I don't fry my own chicken. I don't. I don't.
1: Also, graham crackers. Oh. No graham crackers. No construction paper. I mean, it's crazy what they don't have here
0: weird about the construction paper though
1: yeah they it's just not like a thing that they know what it
0: is they're not crafty they don't need to make i mean i projects. guess they're
1: crafty in a different way i don't know but i brought back a nice big fat book of rainbow construction paper from america thank you america
0: yeah you never know what you might need yeah um all right we got to talk about vanderpump rules okay so this episode starts off where we uh, left off, you know, James, James is the king of the walk-off. I think he walks off four times. Oh my God. James, he 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 should have grabbed some of that uh, Schwartz Xanax and just, just taken it down a notch, but I well, love it. Someone love it.
1: was insinuating that he might've been doing in the bathroom, what people were doing in Dorit's bathroom during her dinner party.
0: Mm. I did see that. I saw that insinuation as well about the final party for Real Housewives in New Jersey.
1: Oh I saw that as well. That also guys. makes a fair amount of sense.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So allegedly, we know nothing. We weren't there. We have no idea. Oh,
1: but We have no idea.
0: I would I would hope that James would understand the importance of this event and keep himself on the straight and narrow, but I don't think that's his forte.
1: No.
0: And I also don't think Allie would stand for that if she knew it because she definitely was very calm when she came out.
1: I do not understand why Allie is in this relationship other than she wants to be on the show because she does not seem happy. And then, and they were talking about all the awful things James said about Raquel's father. And she was like, oh yeah, well, no one should ever use fat as an insult. But that is James's go-to insult for everybody. He calls everybody yeah. fat. And so it's like, yeah, I don't get it. And also he was like, oh, I didn't like how Lala was talking to Allie about me and whatever, cause she knows I'm not that guy. And it's like, James, you are literally that guy. Like the reason they were talking is because you were that guy the night before like how are you not that guy he drives me crazy
0: but he's very funny he is very funny
1: funny. he is funny i will say there is a certain camp though and i would put like candace dillard in the same camp where yes they're funny but it goes a little too far. Like, it's a little too mean. And, like, once you start picking on people's yeah. looks and their bodies and stuff like that, then I'm like, no. there, There's enough that you can insult these people's behavior that you don't need <laughs> yes. to insult the way they look.
0: You're right. It, it is the kind of thing where if I was friends with somebody like Candace, I would be on my P's and Q's because I don't want her to turn around and be like and your cottage cheese thighs or like pick right. out like whatever is like the worst part of me and point it out and be like, okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, right. Wait till she yeah, gets the yeah, cheese th- thighs and then <laughs> yeah, write me back. Like she always calls Giselle neck and it's like okay, but like Giselle's 30 years older than you and still looks fucking amazing. So...
0: I, I I still don't get the neck thing. Is what is wrong with Giselle's neck? I've studied it. It seems like a beautifully done neck to me. It seems fine. I and her mean, ankles. I was like, does she have thick ankles? Like, what can you, you also you can't do anything about that. If you're born with cankles, you're born with cankles. You can't I do mean, anything about I, it.
1: Thank God I was important. There's gotta be a cankle surgery. Should we invent a cankle surgery? Is this gonna make us billionaires?
0: Okay, TM. We just trademarked it. Nobody steal it. <laughs> cankle be Nobody gone. Steal it. <laughs> Uh, CBG, can't go be gone. So so we start off with, you know, James comes back and Andy, you know, once again says, stay in your fucking chair. And if you watch the pumped up version, which came out this morning, which I haven't had a chance to watch, which I'm going to, it's all the cursing that's in it and it's glorious. It's glorious to see Andy Cohen get in James Kennedy's face and go, stay in your fucking chair. And I don't want to tell you again, don't get out of your fucking chair. It's really great. It's really it's great. It's
1: crazy to me how, like, we've always heard the bleeps. We know what they're saying. They're not trying to disguise it. But it's crazy to me how much more of a of an effect it has on you when you actually hear the words. And yeah, yes. I I love. I've been loving the uncensored, even if just for that. I mean, maybe hey when you, you, you just see stop censoring things, that would make me really happy.
0: When you start seeing, you know, somebody saying, you know, fuck you and da 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 and, and when they're saying it with such hatred, but it's bleeped, it doesn't give the mm when it's not bleeped. So I hope that they'll, uh, God, wouldn't it be great if they do the Jersey reunion on Peacock like that? You could really hear some F-bombs fly.
1: Oh my, well, yeah. I saw a clip of... Uh, it was that fight Teresa and uh, Jackie had when Jackie was like, what if Gia was doing cocaine, whatever. And Teresa yeah. was going, you're a fucking cunt. You're a fucking cunt. And it was like, had such a, I had like a visceral reaction to it. And I was like, what? Yeah. You know, I didn't think it was great when I watched it initially, but yeah, then I was like, damn. Look at us. We're shilling for Provocon. We're shilling for Peacock. I mean, endorsements. These people should pay us.
0: We come at us. We are good. We are promoting you. We love it. I mean, even Andy was like, I would recommend watching it on Peacock. I mean, you know, so, so we start off with, um, Andy trying to talk to Lala about the Randall situation, about the article that was in the LA times and, um, you know, talking to, it was interesting. They were like, Randall was a fan of the show. He knew every person. That's why he was at Sir. He picked yeah. out Lala, this whole thing. And Lisa Vanderpump, who's somebody on my Facebook page this morning, was like, Grandma Vanderpump needs to <laughs> get off the stage. Like, no, And I was like, I think really think she's there for backup for Andy. Because Andy's like, I'm not going to be able to handle this crazy by myself.
1: No, um, absolutely. And I feel like when Lala was like, you need to stop. You need to stop. It's like, girl, Lisa Vanderpump started this whole fucking thing. So, like, she's, give her yeah, a little bit of She's the executive
0: producer. Yeah, you need to. Yeah. Yeah. But LVP is like, well, James, you slept with Kristen to get on the show. He's like, that's not true. That's not true. And they're like, roll the clip, roll yeah. the clip, <clears throat> which I love when they do that. So the whole thing about Randall is interesting. Watch the Randall scandal if you want to see how gross he really is. And I did like that Lala pointed out that his uh, spokesperson was Jeffrey Epstein's spokesperson. No,
1: um, Harvey Weinstein.
0: Oh, same, 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 gross, Yeah, gross. exactly. Yeah.
1: I mean, similar, not the same. And shout out to my girl, Amy Kaufman, who wrote the article, who's a great writer, huge Bravo fan. She wrote a book about The Bachelor. If you're a Bachelor fan, check it out. It's called Bachelor Nation. Um, And she's in the, the Randall doc too. But Docus, what was interesting yeah. to me about that conversation was when Lala was then talking about her and Allie and saying, like, I felt like such a fool. I felt so dumb what he did to me, whatever. And that's the first time we've ever seen her really be vulnerable about this situation. Usually she's like such a boss bitch and I'll fuck you up and I'll kill you, Randall, and I'm coming for you and blah, blah, blah. And she's so aggressive. And to see her yeah. be like, you know, I felt dumb. Like I felt used was so much more interesting to me to and real than her like in-your-face persona that she gives us. And and I think we could use more of that from Lala, that kind of honesty and, and vulnerability, frankly.
0: When you hear her on podcasts, she's on Heather McDonald's podcast some, and then, of course, she has her own podcast. And I know that you're not um, a proliferator of podcasts. But when you hear her on these podcasts, she does really show that side she really does talk especially with heather because they're friends she will really say like yeah totally i was you know i was completely scammed by this guy but i did like you know there sandoval is trying to come at her and be like well you slept with him the first night and you were like you know uh you know bj for the pj and you said you got a range rover and she was like no i never said that roll the tape her talking to stassi saying you know after the first night the next day he sent me a range rover and she was like okay, but that was like after the first date, not the first time I met him, which was like a casting call and this whole thing. And I was like, all right, potato, potato, it doesn't matter. She obviously wanted to be with this guy for the fame and the money and the clout. And she has said it. And at some point she probably did love him and maybe she loved him for the life he was providing. She felt supported by him. She obviously needed a father figure. Like you can delve into that all day long. But I think there's no shame in the
1: gold digger game. I mean, if she was honest about it, girl, go for it. Like, I'm not going to tell anybody, you know, if she was just like, I wanted the money and, you know, great. Good. But yeah, I wish she was just more honest about it where. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. So move on from them. We go to a lunch break and. Raquel's trailer, 100 Yards from Sheena. That's hilarious. I just love when they put that shit on the bottom of the screen.
1: My favorite, though, was when Sheena gets dismissed and um, she's sitting in her trailer with her white claw in her, like, comfy clothes watching the (laughs) reunion. And I was like, Sheena, that is literally all of us right now. Like, that is us sitting at home with our white claw yeah. watching this shit being like oh my god what is happening i oh my but god was me. it
0: was it this Do they each have their own trailer or yeah. was that had, like, the same trailer,
1: trailer. <laughs> yeah because it said like sheena's own trailer and i was like oh i yeah. wonder if they use the same trailer but yeah no i think they use like different ones that was crazy
0: so um so okay so Tom goes in to talk to Raquel. He's like, Hey, he's like, hi. And he goes, yeah, like it's going to be really hard when you go out there. Like they're making us out to be like pathological liars. And she goes, even though we know we're not, but even though we lied about this affair, I was like, Yeah, I think when you lie over and over and over and over for eight months to all your friends, that does, in fact, make you a pathological liar. Well,
1: see, I would disagree with you in that (laughs) Okay, semantically, Raquel is correct. Like, Jax Taylor is a pathological liar. He lies about everything. Like, they didn't lie about anything. They only lied about this affair. But- That doesn't mean you're a good person, (laughs) that you're not a pathological liar. You're still a liar and a cheat and did awful things to your friends. And so, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes, you're right. But who cares? It's a distinction. It was like when Tom Sandoval was like, no, we slept together once and then we didn't do anything. And then we started sleeping together again. It's like a distinction that doesn't matter. It's like, okay. Was
0: was it a five, you took a five day break? I mean- okay yeah like so you, you,
1: you, you're you still fucking ariana's best friend like it doesn't matter it doesn't matter
0: raquel says yeah i'm not happy about what i've been hearing about your intimacy with ariana um and then it shows 114 minutes earlier and it, he which i was like 114 minutes earlier like how amazing and he is saying that yes, that in January, and Ariana said the same thing, that in January, they had gone to couples counseling, they were getting closer. And his explanation to Raquel is wild. He says, yeah, like that is true. And she's like, you didn't tell me any of that. Like you told me you guys weren't sleeping together at all. And he says, well, you know, here's what happened. Instead of like, I'd put on like an outfit and she'd go, no, no, she would say, yeah, Tom, you have great fashion sense. That looks great. And so I was like, wow, like she's really into me again. Everything about him is if you're into me, if you're stroking my ego, then I'll be fucking you. But if you're not, we're we're broken up and I'm going to cheat on you. Well, so that, his explanation was crazy,
1: crazy. Well, and it's clear that he was lying to both Raquel and Ariana and that he was selling Schwartz yes. and Raquel this story. Like I tried to break up with her so many times. And uh-huh. now Raquel seeing, oh, maybe he didn't try to break up with her at all. Maybe, Mm-mm. you know, I was sold a full of goods because yeah, he was.
0: Yeah. And we get these constant clips of the two of them and the dates are on it where they're like kissing or hugging or, and then this whole thing in January where they started going to this couples counseling and having intimacy, which is a word like I hate, but they were banging, whatever. And you know, Raquel's like, um, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like the worst this is getting. And he's like, yeah, we should have told him earlier. And she's like, "Ah, you think like my whole character is in question. And he goes, yeah, I I believe in you, though. I believe in you. She's like, okay, everything's fine now. Bye-bye. I mean, what?
1: It's so weird to me watching her mind work in that, like, how did you not think of any of these things through? Like, she told Andy, like, oh, I thought Ariana and I could be friends. And it's like, how did you think that? Like, how did you think any of this would be okay? How did you think this was going to work out? Like... Yeah, I, I mean, I've definitely made some questionable sexual decisions in my day. Um, okay, but like you know, let's like I slept with a coworker once, and I was like, as soon as it was done, I was like, mm, that was stupid, and this could have like ramifications. And so, how did right. she never play that out in her mind either? You know,
0: I I, d- I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So the Tom walks out and he says to um, the producer Patrick, he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna like take my mic off and take a break." He goes, "That's fine." He goes because like we're gonna talk. And Patrick goes, "No, if you're together, we're filming it. That's what we're doing today. Everything is being filmed." And he's like, "No, dude." And he oh. goes, "No, like everybody's in there having lunch together, and they're all being filmed because they're together. So if you want to yeah. go and change and be alone, you can be alone." He goes, "I just need a break." And he goes, "You could go have a break and be alone, but if you're together." you're filming. And he's like, uh, everyone's getting filmed. And Tom's like, stop filming me. Like, I don't want a camera. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't want a camera in my face. Like, we don't feel relaxed. And we have to like, watch what we say when there's a camera. It, uh, when did you get on this show?
1: Yeah. Are you new? Also, this is exactly why they don't want you together filming because you're gonna like, talk about this shit and come up with some plan or plot or whatever. Who knows what you're gonna do. But Yeah, this is not what you signed up for. And, like, you're being paid for this day of work. And so you have to play by the rules. And that, yeah, it's, that whole temperature was crazy. Also, I would like to point out that Patrick was on the awful Fire Island reality show that Kelly Ripa made maybe, like, five, six years ago. So if you want to see Patrick in front of the camera, go look up fire island but don't blame me the reality show
0: not not the not the movie the reality movie
1: it was a reality show it was not good um which makes me sad but patrick was on it so yeah
0: really all right interesting well i did think it was very telling that he knows he's being filmed and he says we don't feel relaxed and we have to watch what we say and we want to talk to each other i was like well too bad too bad so, post-lunch, uh, Allie comes in, looking great. Um, oh, really? Had I to hated get it. that dress. Well, everybody's doing a lot of corset work this season. Yeah. A lot I of know, corset it was, work. A lot, and, and I yeah. don't mind a corset, but it looked, like, cheap, and, like, the
1: boning looked too big, but then the, like, bra cups looked too small. Like, it, the proportions of it were strange. And she's so much thinner than... This is not a dig. This is just... Like, she's so much thinner than I, I thought she was. And so,
0: you know. I was just going to ask you if you thought you could wrap one hand around her waist. Oh, my I mean. God.
1: Yeah, she's teensy tiny. And, you know, good for her. It's, she doesn't look unhealthy or bad or anything. No. But yeah. Mm-mm. I was just surprised at how much smaller she looked in her sitting down dress <laughs> than she does Imagine the
0: I- Imagine how small she is in real life if she looks oh that small on God. camera. So James likes that because she's not fat. You're not a fat fuck. Yeah. So um, so Andy asked James about um, what Raquel said that James said about her parents, about like, called their mom like a fat ass and said the dad was miserable and all that stuff. And um, Allie goes... The word fat should never be used. is Sandoval leans over to Schwartz and goes, in the first text I got from him, he called my mom fat.
1: That
0: <laughs> <laughs> was so funny. I was like, oh my James, God. James gets mad at Sandoval. And the first thing he does is like, your mom's a fat bitch. I'm like, oh my God, James.
1: Yes. Yeah. God. It's like- It's crazy. And thank you for telling me that. Because like I said, I get screeners and they have like a watermark with my email address on the bottom. And yeah, always right where the subtitles are. So I can't like always read them. And my husband, I paused it. My husband and I are like, what does that say? We're always trying to figure it out. And I couldn't quite get that one. So yes, it's much funnier now when you tell me. That then That's what I, he said.
0: He said the yeah. the first text I got for him, he called my mom fat. So I was like, Oh my god, that's just so great. So um James says, Yeah, well, okay, I regret saying that. Like that was terrible. But Raquel's mom used to talk about my dick. Like, is it cut? Is it not cut? What it's like to be an uncircumcised dick and all this circumcised dick, all this I was like, Well, that's, it sounds like there are a lot of boundaries not being established in all of these relationships. Like, this is very strange.
1: Also, there's a way that you can talk about an uncut dick at Thanksgiving in a way- That's like (laughs) fun and flirty. Like, oh, you know, I hear people in the UK, like, you know, are uncircumcised. I've never really been with one and ha ha ha. Like, you know, she could have been like- Oh, do you have a turtleneck? Ha ha ha. And it's like a little inappropriate, but it's like funny as opposed to like, is your dick uncut? You know, like
0: I, I I feel like. But for your mother-in-law to say that to you, your girlfriend's, (laughs) your fiance's mother mother to say that?
1: Way more inappropriate (laughs) than most. I'm used to it. I don't know. Like, I see what you're, like, I see your point, but I feel like. What he said to Raquel's father, no matter how you slice it, is awful. And I feel like there's a world in which what Raquel's mother was saying to him does not stack up to what he was saying back, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. One conversation could have like been funny that turned a little dark because everybody was drunk. And then one could have been like, you're a fat fuck. And yes. I mean it. Like, yeah. I'm calling yeah. you fat. That's yeah, Yeah. That's yeah. What yeah, I'm yeah. Saying. yeah. So they they talk about James is drinking and how he's drinking again and everything. And Allie says, well, like right now I'm not drinking. And so they kind of question her on this, like why? And I really think her reaction was like a total normal reaction. She's like, I don't know. Sometimes I like, hey, maybe I've been hitting it kind of hard. I'll take a month off or I don't need to drink. So I don't care. You know, and she's just like a normal person would be like, oh, you know, I drank wine four nights in a row. Maybe I should take a a minute. Uh,
1: I needed to fit in a teeny tiny dress. So I stopped drinking for two weeks.
0: Yeah. This Barbie size, like a literal Barbie size dress um, is not going to fit me. So he was like, yeah, I'm taking a break too. She's like, yeah. So like, if he takes a break, I support him. Like, and she's just being sort of like casual about it. And she goes, but I will say like, I don't love it, you know, when he's drinking a lot. And I'm like, you know, that's probably how Raquel started out until she finally had to draw the line and be like, if you keep drinking, we're breaking up. And so probably that's going to happen here again.
1: No, absolutely. And I don't like to be the person who says that people on Bravo are alcoholics or not alcoholics. Like, Mm -hmm. sometimes it's not as obvious to us. Whatever. But I will say there are a bunch of people who are bad drunks, who get really mean and really vicious and not fun. Like Dorinda Medley. Like James Kennedy. And like, Mm -hmm. so I don't know that these people should be drinking. At least not a lot and definitely not when cameras are around so yeah and and that's what and this is what kind of annoyed me about the whole thing is that sandoval you know sandoval was like oh so because i cheated with raquel it's like a get out of jail free card for everybody and like yeah what he did was the worst but he was making the distinction between him and Schwartz going to this gig in Atlantic city where they're drinking with people. And yeah, they might get drunk. Pa- a, but paid, never...
0: yeah, a paid event, a paid event.
1: Yeah. A they're, paid getting event paid. Where they're getting yeah. paid and that's their job. And part of the job is drinking. Yes. But they're saying like, Oh, there's a difference between like getting drunk and having fun and maybe being a little crazy and assaulting waitresses and grabbing their asses, yelling at the staff, being an asshole, like getting fired. Like, And we've seen this even before that. We saw James get fired for how he was behaving at Sir. So,
0: you know, more than once. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, like, when there are consequences like that to your drinking, I mean, you really need to consider whether or not you should be doing, especially since there seems to be addiction on both sides of his family. So, totally.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I I think once he broke up with Raquel, he's like, well, all right. I don't have anybody to tell me I can't drink anymore. But I think I think we'll see this happens again with Allie. Um, and I'm glad he'll have Lala there to be his sober partner. So <clears throat> James then tells us that his DJ business makes tenfold what these guys could ever make. This is what I hate
1: about James. It's like, my DJ business makes tenfold. It's like, who gives a shit, James? Like, no, you're just saying this shit because you're so insecure, you need to pump yourself up. He behaves like a child. And like, I don't blame him because we've met the parents and they are monsters. So, you know, it's not entirely his fault. But like, yeah, he was, and he talks about therapy like, oh yeah, I was in therapy a little, maybe I'll dip in, dip out. Girl, you need to commit. You need like <laughs> yeah yeah for a very long time. Like unpack some I of agree. this shit and let's see how you're doing.
0: I agree. I agree. He he can cry on the drop of a dime. So therapy would be great for him. So Lala tells Sandoval and Schwartz, is like, I mean, you know, you guys do drink too much as well." And they're like, "Yeah, but there there is a difference between we're, like what you yes. said. We're paid to be there and party versus." you get there and then you were having to like get a waitress to sign to NDA and like he's a liability basically. Yeah. Then James of course gets mad. He stands up, calls Sandoval a pussy ass bitch, a mustache worm bitch, storms off for the second time. And Allie looks at Lala and goes, has he been like this all day? And Lala's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he comes back and he says, Yep. Okay. So I do have anger issues, but I'm in therapy and uh, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to deal with it. But today is extenuating circumstances. Like everything is heightened. Like I'm really mad. And Lala cries um, about that talk she had with Allie about trying to say like, what you saw last night is like nothing. Like you don't yeah. know this guy when he's on a 10, he's on a 20. And, and she was like, I just, I've been through something myself and I'm all about like protecting women from this kind of men, even though James is my friend. And then they talk about the fight that had just happened with them at the Canyon Club, which um, they're all trying to be like, James, like you got kicked out of the Canyon Club. He goes, I was ready to go. I had been, he'd been DJing, he'd been DJing and he was ready to go. And he was like yelling, he, according to him, he was like yelling over the crowd, like, I'm ready to fucking go. Let's go. And maybe he touched her or something. And then he's like, and you know, the security was aggressive and they kicked me out and Santa and Shorts are just looking like, mm, that's not exactly what happened. But Allie goes, yeah, like it wasn't great and it was embarrassing. She's just very matter of fact about it. Yeah. So but why I'm are you there, she-
1: Allie, other than being on the show, which like, why would you put up with this abuse just to be on the show? And that the Canyon Club yeah. incident reminds me of, remember when there was that thing with Him and Raquel, where he accidentally hit her in the nose after her nose job. And like, oh, it was just a misunderstanding. And it's like, this is all not a great pattern of behavior uh, in the way he treats women. And yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And you know, know, but, but, but any allegations or anything. But if I was confronted with all of these red flags and for Allie to say she watched the show and saw this. Like, yeah. Andy's
0: like, you didn't see anything there that would concern you? Yeah. It's like, no, I don't know. Yeah. She's going to be the one that's going to make, I mean, we'll see next season. She's going to, she will tell him episode one, you have to stop drinking. Like, I mean, that's it. And he can do it. I mean, he's done it before. He can do it. So Andy tells Sheena, Sheena, you know, that you've got this restraining order and you're going to have to leave before Raquel leaves. And, uh, you know, you've got this court date set for the 29th. And so do you want to tell us about what happened that night? And she goes, no, I will not speak about it before the 29th. So Andy asked Sandoval what he thinks happened. And he is so dramatic. My oh daughter my was sitting here with me watching it. And she was like, how many beats is he going to take? She was like, this is acting. This is so bad. He was like, <sighs> ah, I wasn't there, Andy. <sighs> He's like looking down and he's like, you know, I'm between a rock and a hard place here. Like, I don't want to ruin my relationship with Sheena, but like, I need to tell the truth. And they're all like, and Ariana goes, you don't have a relationship with Sheena, you fucking idiot. And he's just like,
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, and also uh, like, this is the most he's thought about anything he said, like for years. And like- Yeah, like who really cares? But then what he said is he heard, like, on speakerphone, Sheena say, I punched that bitch in the face and I threw her phone in the street. And I was like, embroider that on a pillow. Like, that is my new motto. (laughs) Like, I punched that bitch in the face and I threw her phone in the street. I don't believe Sheena punched her, but I'm going to choose to believe that she said that because that is fucking brilliant and genius.
0: I think that they they all heard Sheena say that because I don't think she punched her. I think she meant like I, I grabbed her phone from her and, you know, hit her in the face. I think that she absolutely said it and all of them got together and were like, it's us against Sandoval. Who are they going to believe? No one's going to fucking believe that guy. Yeah, yeah. So I don't care. They're all like, he's lying. We'll lie too. Yeah. I believe that she pushed her or
1: hit her or something like But I do believe that her evidence of not being able to make a fist that we saw on the show with her nails is admissible in court and disqualifies her from having punched Raquel.
0: I agree. And Ariana's like,
1: like, nope. Sheena has had such a great season. And I feel like a lot of us were always really annoyed by Sheena, even though she was treated so poorly by Katie and... Kristen and Stasi for years and i think that's why she was so nice to ariana and nice to raquel when they came in because they were facing the same things and so i think that for sandoval and raquel to betray her in this way has probably hit her more than anyone else i mean other than ariana obviously and um mm-hmm. And I just think she handled herself so well. And then to come out with her Good as Gold album to give to Andy. And like, I mean, I have so much love for Sheena Shea right now. I never thought I would be in this place, but I'm glad she's here. And she seems to me the only one who's actually grown up. Like she got married. Right. She's had a kid. She's thinking about things differently. She's reevaluating how this all fits into her life. And I, I feel like nobody else has had the same emotional journey that our Sheena has had.
0: I agree. I agree. I think she's grown up the most, for sure. And Sandoval's only gone backwards. <laughs> yeah. So, when they're talking about the, I punched the bitch in the face, Ariana's like, nope, that didn't happen. And Lala's like, mm I don't think so. And Sandoval's like, I heard it! I heard it! And they're like, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, Andy yeah. so and like, says- We're never going to
1: believe you ever again,
0: so- and then they're literally like, who are you going to believe, us or a known liar? He's like, oh, my God. So Andy asks Sheena, will you ever be friends Be friends with Raquel? And before he even gets out, she goes, no. And Sheena admits, this is the first time we've heard this, that she did think there was something between Raquel and Sandoval. And Sheena sat down with Ariana and said, I'm suspecting this. Like, And we'd seen it during the season where Lala and Katie, especially Lala, were suspecting it. And had told Sheena. And she's like, no. So Sheena says she started to suspect something. So she sat sat down with Ariana, who's been her best friend for years, and says, I suspect this. And Ariana said, I really appreciate you as a friend coming to me. She didn't get mad at her. I appreciate you. But there's no way those two people, specifically those two people, would never do that to me. To me. And Sando says, Sando, this is my my note, Sando, Sando says, (laughs) He never said they were in an open relationship, never. And they're like, well, Raquel said that, that you said it in the hot tub, that you guys were in an open relationship. And he goes, I never said that. And they're like, oh, okay. Well, then you're in a relationship with a liar. So that matches. And he's like, I just talked to her. She never said that. Ariana goes, oh, you were talking to her so you could coach her. And he looks at Ariana and goes, you used to coach me. And she goes, well, you needed it.
1: My favorite part of that exchange, though, is when Sheena talks about how she confronts Sandoval and, you know, and she was and, you know, he's like, oh, well, why would he tell you the truth? And she's like, well, then you would have to lie right to my face. And he goes, I did. (laughs) It's
0: like, we
1: fucking (laughs) know, dude. Like, (laughs) yeah, you did.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because she does say she asked Sandoval directly about the rumor as well. And yeah. he was like, what was I going to do? Tell you the truth? And she was like, well, I wanted to give you an opportunity to lie to my face. Well, and that is yeah. a good
1: real friend. It's like, sit you down individually off camera and be like, girl, I think something is going on. And like, and then yeah. Ariana was like, I don't. And then you just like drop it, you know, because yeah. that's how like real yeah. people act. And so I was really proud of that whole Part of the narrative. And I feel like Sheena handled herself impeccably this whole way through. And I, agree. I think that what's great about Sheena is Lala and Katie were so mean to Raquel all season. And now they could be like, see, we told you she was cheating. She was fucking around, whatever. But when you treated her like shit, you didn't know that. And Sheena was <laughs> right. nice to Raquel. But then as soon as she found out what was going on, she fu- punched that bitch in the face and threw her phone in the street. Like, I feel like that <laughs> is the appropriate reaction to Raquel, Yeah, you know, rather than trying to be like revisionist history, like, I told you so. I told you she was a hoe. Like, no, maybe not. Let's not treat people like yeah. that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I know. And I, I've I've said it a million times, like, how would we be watching this season and how would Raquel have come out at the end of this season if this had never come out,
1: yeah. it would have come out in champion. the off
0: season. And and then in the off season, we would all have been like, fuck that girl. But we, but now we, I don't know. So um, Ra- um, Raquel is giving something to Andy to give to Sheena, which was this, she tried to withdraw the restraining order. Well, too late. So um, Sheena cries. And this is when they talk about the toll that this has taken on Sheena. And Sheena was like, I gave that girl a place to live. I was one of her only friends. I was one of her best friends. And for her to do this to me, to my other best friend and my other best friends, and of all, it's been a lot on me. It's been a lot for my kid. And We see, Sheena is bawling, saying, like, I gave her a place to live. She was my best friend. We see Raquel, stone-faced, just watching it, like, ah, she's crying. That's crazy. Like, nothing. Nothing. Well, if I saw my friend cry like that, Lala has the appropriate reaction. She's crying because her friend is crying. Yeah, I mean, wild. Well, wild. it's also
1: weird to me in that everybody else on the show like lived in LA, had re- have relationships with people, have friends outside of the show. It's like I feel like Raquel moved to la to be on the show to be with jane and that this is her whole friend circle like it doesn't seem like she has friends outside of this to fall back Mm -mm. on so yeah Yeah. for her to treat sheena and ariana and the rest of these people the way that she has i mean yeah no wonder she's going through it she doesn't have any support system because she fucked over everyone that ever supported her
0: a lot of these the other podcasts I've been listening to, whether they are Christians or whatever, some of these people, this one girl, her name is Jamie, I think she um, was like, I, the morning that this happened, I sent her a text and was like, I'm sorry. you know. And she was like, I was very, very close with her. And I was like, we can't be friends anymore. You know, she was like, and I've never, she's never had a friend come visit. She's never mentioned a friend from high school. I don't yeah. know. What she's going to do, I don't. I don't know any friend that she ever had from before when she moved to LA. I we've yeah. never seen it. So um, Sheena talks about how she talked to Raquel about this. Like people suspect this. She sat her down, and Raquel says she would never betray Ariana. She would never betray Sheena like this. She's not interested in Sandoval, and she was like, "I trusted her with everything." I sat her down face to face, and she told me this. So, and then she's bawling. So Schwartz hugs her, and then cut to the trailer. Raquel is smiling while this is happening, and yeah. talks to the producer and goes, "Yeah, watching this, I'm having some realizations and like regrets." Now you are. Yeah. Now That's you are talking
1: about it's like. How did she not process this? How is it, it taking compute. this long?
0: It doesn't compute. So um, Sandoval's like, I mean, we didn't do this maliciously. I mean, it. What? Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. We didn't do it. And just right away, Ariana's like, "Watch what you fucking say. Watch your fucking mouth." And um, he's and he points over to Ariana and goes, "This is the real you." And she goes, "Yeah, it is." He's like, you're so aggressive. She goes, Yeah, I am. Fine. This is the nobody's ever thought this wasn't the real me. Like, what are you talking about? He's trying so hard to turn around Ariana. So um,
1: that is interesting because of everyone on the cast, Ariana has never had beef with anyone. Like, she's (laughs) never had like. Her and Kristen had She didn't like Kristen,
0: yeah. yeah. Yeah, like,
1: okay, but she's never been activated, to use Lindsay Hubbard's word, like this before. We've never seen her have an enemy on the show. And so, like, yeah, she is aggressive, but, like, she waited for it to be deserving, as opposed to someone like Lala, who's aggressive, no matter what you say to her. Always. You know? Yeah, yeah right, right, so, right. Like, like yeah, okay, this is the real Ariana, but like fine girl, I'm like happy with that.
0: Anybody would would act this way in this situation. Yeah. So, Sheena gives Andy the Good as Gold album because we get this flashback to 2013 when he was like, "Oh, you've got two songs next thing you know, it's going to be an album by 2023." And she gets out this Good as Gold album which was just cute. And so he was like, "Oh my gosh." Of course she's like put it in the clubhouse. So, Andy tells Schwartz, hey, you know, when Raquel comes out, you're going to have to uh, switch seats. And Ariana, Ariana goes, no, he isn't. So Schwartz doesn't move. He's like, okay, I'm not. <laughs> I mean,
1: I love that you're so wronged that you get to make production decisions and no one questions it. <laughs> Like, you're just like, nope, vetoed. <laughs> like, Teresa it, it- wishes she could do shit like that.
0: And Schwartz just looks over. He's like, oh, Andy. And Andy's like, oh, just do what Ari- we'll do what Ariana says. So now we see this one-on-one with Raquel and Andy. And she was like, you know, with Tom, he just made me feel heard and seen. And I'd never felt that way before in a relationship. And it started after the girls trip, you know, when um, Ariana's uh, dog of 18 years had died. And so that's when. Um, that's when it happened that night. And so Andy goes, so were you all just telling yourself that Ariana just didn't want to know? Like, are you like, it was so blatant that you're saying she just didn't want to know. And she goes, well, that's what, that's what Tom was telling me. And so I just believed whatever he said at face value. And so I think maybe she just didn't see the things and she just didn't want to know. Andy goes, sounds like you're blaming Ariana. She's like, no, I don't think so. I think I just have a lot of shame now. Well,
1: and that was so, kind of like Tom's thing where, well, if Ariana wanted to know, she could have followed me and found out. And she could
0: have like, my phone. Yeah.
1: yeah. Like, who like, has time?
0: Girl. <laughs> I mean, w- crazy. Andy's like, this sounds like somebody who just trusted their partner. This sounded yeah. like somebody who believed their partner of 10 years telling them the truth.
1: Yeah, like if my husband was like, oh no, I was just at Tom Schwartz's house, I would have been like, you're the happiest man in America because he has a crush on Tom Schwartz. But uh, (laughs) uh, no, I would just like believe what he said, you know, because yeah, that's what you do. Uh,
0: Now you're blaming me because I didn't track you on your phone. So Raquel goes, well, we wanted to tell her, but we wanted to sit down first and get our story straight before we talk to her. And he goes okay, get your story straight. Like you wanted to make sure, like you told her when it happened. And she goes, right, like the timeline. And Andy goes, so you wanted to truncate it to make it seem like it wasn't happening very long because that was going to make it better. And she's like, right. And I'm sure that Sandoval is somewhere watching this going, this is not what I told you to say. This is not, don't say, get your story straight. That's the wrong language. I will appreciate
1: that Raquel knows she's not smart enough to pull off anything but the truth. And that it's like, right. whenever, whenever anyone asks, she tells the truth, which I think is always the best defense, um, even though it's not really defense, but like also, yeah, like how is Raquel gonna pull that off? Like she can't.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, she can't. So Andy says, so did Tom prep you for this reunion? And she's like, I mean, we've talked about some things anyway. So now we see Raquel come out to the stage. Now as she's coming out, Schwartz takes the biggest bottle of Xanax I've ever seen. Now I get a prescription for Xanax sometimes for flying and whatnot. And mine comes in a regular size bottle. This was one of those um, 90 day supplies bottles. It was real big. And he yeah, it's takes like a it Walmart
1: out. bottle of Advil, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, he yeah. takes it out, and by the way, if you need to pop a Xanax, you know, just keep one in your pocket. You don't have to bring the whole bottle. But he's so dumb, so he takes this Xanax out, and they're all talking like, "What is that? What is that?" And they're all he's like, "Xanax, man! Like I'm just a half. It's just I'm just nervous. I'm just taking a half." Sandoval leans over in his ear, and maybe you didn't get this because you don't see that uh, the words on the bottom. He says, "You should just tell them this is your medication, and it's none of their business." That's what he tells. He's coaching Schwartz on what to say about his Xanax. And then Schwartz is like, no, man, like I had to take a half one. And then he like throws it over at Ariana who laughs. And then Sandoval goes, you guys, it's just medication. It's none of your business. (laughs) And they're all like, shut up, Sandoval. And he's like, oh, dude. Oh my God. So then we see preview of part three. Okay. Ariana says, um, let's see. Ariana, wait, Ar- mm. Ariana says, I cried in your arms and you thought to yourself, saying to Raquel, I cried in your arms and you thought, hmm, I should go fuck her boyfriend. And Raquel just stone face. Mm. Then Raquel says, James and Lala can't talk because they fucked. And Lala's like, it was five years ago and I wasn't your best friend, ho. It's not the same. And she jumps out of her chair and Raquel's like, oh, Then Katie says to Raquel and Schwartz, she's a cunt and you're a drunk. And that's what happened. And they're all like, wow. And then Sandoval's like, shut up, Katie. LVP says, how could you be flirting with Schwartz after you'd slept with Sandoval? That's sick. And Raquel's like, I don't know. Then James says, it's incesty and dirty and it's weird. And it's that whole side of the room. And they're all just looking at him like, he's right. And then we see Tom Sandoval like really, truly bawling, crying. And he says, Ariana, I know that you hate me and that's okay. But I want you to know that I'm going to always love you. And this is when Ariana says, I can't take, I can't think of two worse people. I can't. And Raquel just sits there stone faced while Tom Sandoval, who she's, you know, ride or die in love with and her former best friend, Ariana, bawling hysterically crying both of them and she's just stone-faced not a tear not an emotion
1: I am yeah I'm interested to see how she to all this I, I am very excited for next week and I can't wait to see mm-hmm. what happens I can't wait to watch what happens live ah
0: now quick question before I have to let you go Yes, there's a, a lot has been said. A lot has been said about this. um, Alex Baskin saying on Kate Casey's podcast, as well as saying in the Variety article, there is something coming out in part three that even the cast hasn't seen yet. They don't know, and so you, it has to have something to do with the one And Andy indicated such on, I believe, Bit Sesh or maybe Lost um, with Bowen and Yang and Matt Rogers. One of those podcasts he indicated like. I, I, he's like, I don't know specifically what it is that Alex Baskin is referring to, but I do think something is said in those one-on-ones that the rest of the cast doesn't know. Predictions as to what it is.
1: I have no idea. But I mean, the only thing I could think of is that it has to do with someone maybe being pregnant and no longer being pregnant or what? I mean, I don't know. Or maybe it's like Raquel says something to try to get sympathy for herself or... Maybe the timeline's different than we thought it was. I, I mm-hmm. have no clue, but I feel like this is one of those things that no matter what it is, we're going to be a little bit let down.
0: Yeah, it's not going to be as big as what they're saying. And, uh, you know, there's this big thing going around with this girl. Uh, she posted in the Watch What Gra- Crapins Facebook, Facebook group. Somebody sent it to me. Um, and she took a picture in the airport of what she says is Raquel. She says she looked at her face-to-face she turned around when she said Raquel. She claims it's her. This person looks a full eight months pregnant. Now, so if it was Raquel, she got pregnant, like super pregnant real fast. She is real thin. So that could happen. You could look real pregnant. But everybody in their group's like, like, uh, girl, n- this is not Raquel. Poor you. And she's like, okay, I've talked to the Daily Mail and you'll see. Duh, duh, duh. And they were like, you called the Daily Mail with your pictures. Like, get out of here, troll. And she's like, okay, I'll be proven right. I'll be proven right. This person is like doubling down now I and it was in like the Scottsdale airport or wherever she supposedly is somewhere in Arizona so I don't know if this is true or not if if that is true and that is the story then but there's it's no gonna add a whole another layer from
1: wearing that green dress on the reunion not looking pregnant in March in, in March, March to now looking fully pregnant
0: like you know well in three months, you it can make a huge difference I guess that's, um yeah. and if you're and if you're really thin but you're not going to look like that pregnant that this girl in this picture did and also but I don't know cuz you're also that pregnant you can't fly so I don't know I don't know anyway I don't lend a lot of credence to that particular rumor um but I do think it's going to be something upsetting like that that maybe would garner a smidge of sympathy for Raquel uh I don't know but, you know, Andy's like, I don't know uh, Andy's kind of like, it's not going to, like, t- t- change everything. I think that Alice Baskin kind of alluded to the other people have it. They haven't started filming yet because they're going to kind of let them get over this. And something is said that they all sort of need to decide if they want to come back. What would be said that would make them all not want to come back? Uh, nothing. Because they well, all want to be on the show.
1: Absolutely. The only thing... When he said that, I was thinking, okay, maybe it has something to do with, like, her cheating on James with... W- with Sandoval or something like that. Like, what else would upset everybody else so much that yeah, they might not want to film with each other? I I don't know.
0: Well, they are there. Are they've all said no one is going to film with Raquel. Not one person. The only person that's going to film with her is Sandoval. So, here here's my prediction. We'll wrap it up with my prediction. Next season, Raquel won't be on the whole season. She'll be talked about the whole season. Nobody's going to film with Sandoval except for maybe some of the guys. Um, it's going to be a lot of Schwartz and Sandy's action. That's where Sandoval's going to be. A lot of working on himself. And then the last two episodes, Raquel will come back. Uh, you'll see her walk in. It'll be dramatic. She'll she'll walk into Schwartz and Sandy's. She'll she'll have a reckoning with Sandoval. And then the last episode will be her showing up at the end of season party and them all not talking to her. That's it.
1: You're probably correct, sadly. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't have high hopes for next season, but... I oh, think I do. This would ever happen, so <laughs> who who can even predict? Who can say?
0: Well, listen, everybody you know to follow, Brian Moylan, uh, Brian J. Moylan, M-O-Y-L-A-N, as I said, president and founder of the Real Housewives Institute, his self-proclaimed title, and we give it to you, Dame, you. Uh, another self-proclaimed title, we give it to Thank you. Thank you. We give it to you. We give it to you. He does live in England, so who are we to say he's not a dame? We don't know.
1: Exactly. Well, here in England, like when you have to, you know, you fill out forms (laughs) and you have the drop down menu of like Mr., Mrs., whatever, like they include all those titles. So I can like pick Dame Brian Moylan. So we get all this mail to the house now that says Dame Brian Moylan.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Uh, But tell everybody where they can follow you and find your amazing writing.
1: Uh, I'm at Brian J. Moylan on all social media platforms. And then my recaps go up on Vulture for most Housewives shows vanderpump rules summer house etc cetera, etc cetera, uh like right after the episode airs so you can go right to vulture.com and check out my thoughts and get in the comments we have great commenters really funny um lots of opinions so yeah come and you have a little newsletter to, you have a
0: newsletter tell and about your newsletter. newsletter yeah
1: which you can sign up for at vulture.com slash housewives it's once a month. The next one will be out June 9th. And we're kind of doing like a
0: Scandaval, post-Scandaval wrap-up
1: issue of the
0: news. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, good. I get your newsletter. I w I wanna be I wanna be in the know. In the know. Yes. All right. Thanks everybody. And while you're over there following Brian J. Moylan, be sure to follow us. Pink Shade Podcast. I'm out here one by one, whoring myself out for Instagram followers. Um, thank you very much. And, uh, let's see what's coming up this weekend on the pink shade prime. We're talking about 90 day love in paradise next week. I'm going to be on Amy Phillips, new podcast, drama, darling to talk about a documentary. So check that out and I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.